0: Hello and welcome to A View from the Perch, a podcast covering important financial planning topics from the point of view of a college finance student, a proficient financial planner, and an experienced certified financial planner. Each week, we discuss a new topic aimed to educate listeners from the Parrot Wealth Management Team's research and experiences. Now, here are your hosts, Bill Parrot, Spencer Inglekay, and Ryan Arnold.
1: What's up, guys? How you doing today?
0: Hey, good. Good week. Thank God the first half of the year is over with and we can focus done. on uh, Q2 our Q3 and yeah. Q4 and uh, hopefully the market will recover. But Spencer, welcome back. Yeah. You're a married man that. now. I
2: got a ring on my finger. It makes me feel 10 years older. I feel <laughs> established now. I'm walking down the grocery store just knowing that like, hey, Got something done that I needed to get done. So I feel good. It's been, it's been nice. Um, I'm excited.
0: Well, congratulations
2: to you and Paige. Yeah. Very, very, very yeah. awesome. Very, very upsetting cool. to be back from Mexico because, needless to say, in an all inclusive resort, you're pretty much living the dream. And so
1: <laughs> you have to wake up sometime,
2: right? So we're yeah. back.
1: Well, it's good to have you back. Uh, today we're talking about ways to save for college um, and mm-hmm. different things regarding, uh, College savings. So uh, let's jump right into it. Yeah. Let's do sure. it. Uh good. Question one What are the most common ways to save for college?
2: Yeah, there are plenty and they're plentiful. Um, you can do plans such as a 529, which we'll get into UTMA, UTGAs. Um, you can do your ESA, which is a quarter um, savings account. Uh, or honestly, some people just throw in, into a savings account and just continue to throw money in there. But kind of the ones that we really want to focus on for a financial topic are your qualified plans um, and that Cordell or Coverdell, the ESA we were talking about. And um, the big thing about the 529 plans, which you probably heard a lot if you're doing college saving plans is there's there's kind of two types to them. First one is a prepaid tuition plan. And so basically that is you you lock in the tuition costs for today for your kid in the future. Um, And the big thing about that is it takes a lot of capital up front and the premiums are pretty high because as we know, college has been inflating about 8% per year. So if you have a kid that's two right now, like compounding 8% for 16 years, that price is going to skyrocket and then you have your your 529 plans which allow for tax-deferred growth. So similar to an IRA where um, they grow tax-deferred but actually they grow tax-free if you spend it on education expense. So you can get all of those gains um, that you're dealing with for 18 years, 16 years. uh, And then ESAs work very similar to that. and the only one that's really different is your T- UTMAs and your UTGAs. Those are just custodian accounts where you will open it up for your kid's name. You'll manage it and you're kind of uh, allowed to do all what you need to do. But then as soon as they become legal age, which I think in what every state besides Alabama and Nebraska, it's 18. And 18. I think New York is, I think, 20. Um, And then, but then they have ownership of it, and they can do whatever they want. Um, They have no restrictions on that. So that's kind of like the basis of what you can do. But needless to say, if you need any encouragement, any solace, like there's so many options to do for college savings, and and they're pretty beneficial if you start early. Mm. So speaking of starting
1: early, when would you recommend investing and how much should you invest at a time for college savings?
0: Yes, uh, day one, because <clears throat> as Spencer said, uh, it's it's growing about eight, the inflation for tuition is about 8% a year. And, uh, you know, the one thing that, you know, as soon as you have a child, that child potentially is going to college in 18 years. So we already know the timeline and a public university today. So if we had a child born on May 1st of this year, if they went to a public school, that tuition is going to be over $340,000. Wow. So if they were saving money today, the parent, uh, it's roughly about $600 a month today. Gotcha. Uh, but if they waited 10 years, they'll probably have to save $1,200, $1,500 a month. So it goes up significantly. Hmm. And a private school today, you know, if that child born on May 1st, it's going to be almost $700,000 to send that child to school, uh, without, you know, grants, scholarships, whatever. Uh, so I would recommend starting day one with Hannah, uh, my daughter, who's out of college. We started as soon as she got her social security number and, uh, we opened a, a, uniform trust of minors, account, UTMA, and I funded it initially with shares of Philip Morris, uh, which we sold a few years later. But, um, from day one because it's just going to continue to go higher. It's going to be very expensive. So, the sooner you start, the less you have to save.
1: Gotcha. That's good. Uh, Do you know if there's a monthly limit to some of these accounts that you can just invest into?
0: There's not a monthly limit per se, but for a UTMA account, uh, as Spencer mentioned, it's an irrevocable gift to the child. Mm. Uh, So, it falls under the gifting rule. So you can give $16,000 per person per year. So a married couple can put in uh, $32,000 per year into a U- UTMA account. If they go over that amount, uh, they just have to apply that difference to their gift tax. Tact- Exclusion, which is an estate issue, uh, on a five hundred and twenty nine plan in Texas, the maximum contribution is five hundred thousand dollars that you could put in. Uh, now it can grow above that, um, but that's the maximum somebody can put in. And gotcha. and somebody could do five years worth of contributions uh, using their gift tax exclusion uh, of sixteen thousand dollars per year for five years. So the UTMA, there's there's no minimums or maximums. Uh, the 529 plan in Texas, the maximum lifetime contribution is 500 thousand.
1: Gotcha, that makes sense. Um, so how would you recommend allocating those holdings for those accounts?
0: Well, from day one, I'd be 100% stock. Uh, there's no reason to own a bond. There's no reason to keep it in cash. Uh, I know the markets aren't cooperating right now, but You need to grow that money as fast as possible Mm -hmm. and you need to get lift off as soon as possible. So stocks is going to be your best bet. Now, Hannah, uh, she was born in 98 and and then two years later, the market crashed and stayed down for three years. And so her account was horrible for the first (laughs) three or four years. But... When the market was down, I just loaded up on as much stock as I could. And uh, then when the market recovered, it, it, it paid significant dividends. So even though the market's down right now, if you have young children, uh, I would be allocating it to stock. Now, when they get closer to college, you know, in their teens, then you want to get more conservative. But starting out, I would be all stock. And then as they get ready for tuition, um, I would be a lot more conservative with it.
2: Yeah. And especially with a 529 plans, they have such as like target date funds mm-hmm. for that. So if you get overwhelmed, like, I don't know what stock to pick. <laughs> I don't know what bonds, like what allocation and mm-hmm. things of that nature. There are resources for you. So you don't have to get very confused by it um, that you just plug and play, similar to a target date fund. So you'll be able to get that pretty much what Bill was talking about. Be very aggressive at the beginning and they get more conservative, pretty much all cash at the end.
0: Yeah. So those are age-based plans Mm -hmm. and you don't have to do anything. It's just plug and play. So when your child is born, it's it's almost all stock. And then as that child ages, that age-based plan will automatically get more conservative. So you don't need to do anything in terms of your investment selection. Uh, You just need to fund it and the plan will... Manage itself, and that's one of the attractions to the five twenty nine plan. Is you don't have to um, pick investments with a, a UTMA account. You you have to do absolutely everything. And and like Spencer said, that could be overwhelming, especially right. if you have a toddler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, guys, you got bigger issues. Spare yes, time is not <laughs> of the
1: essence. Yeah, you're about to find that out, aren't you, Spencer? Uh, no, I
0: got <laughs> <that>. <laughs> a couple
1: years
2: left. We got a dog. We're going to delay that. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, so with your account, what can you use it for? When the student goes off to college, can they use it for housing or is it just tuition? Can they use it for transportation? What are the limitations to these accounts? Uh, are they just able to go buy a new car if they want to? What do what these accounts entail for these kids?
2: Yeah, so with with the accounts, it's, it's an education expense. So they, especially with the 529s, the ESAs, those have a little bit more parameters. Like they can be used for housing. They can be used for tuition. They can be used for food. But they don't have the the freedom to go out and, you know, purchase whatever they like. Because gotcha. um, if they do, if it's not an education expense, it's taxed at 10% um, off of that. And then also in uh, taxes income as well. So that is a little bit of a limitation when it comes to 529s but with the utmas as as bill was talking about like it's free reign um you can spend it on whatever they like and then so sometimes that's why people stray away from utma sometimes and go to 529s because as soon as the child turns 18 you hand them the keys and you say hey here's Hmm. your cash go do what you want to do and so if you don't have uh I wouldn't say a responsible child, but maybe you have an impulsive child that mm. says, you know what, uh, I have this now lump sum of money. Uh, do I want to spend it on tuition or do I want to go buy a new car? Do mm. I want to go travel the world for three years and maybe come back to school? So, right. that's kind of the limitations on, on the 529. Um
0: yeah. And, you know, we were talking yes, yesterday and, um, it, it does not apply to travel, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. So getting to and from school doesn't apply to new cars. Uh, it's selective technology. So you, you can't buy. Uh, An iPhone, for example, Mm. Um, but you could probably buy an iPad or a computer. Uh, Well, you can definitely buy a computer, but um, and for rent, you could use it for rent. uh, So long, so long as it doesn't uh, go above the rent at the school. So, for example, at Trinity, um, if you are renting an apartment off campus, you could use that rent as much as it would be if you were getting on-campus housing for rent. So it has to equate. Gosh, I can't imagine a house that costs more than a dorm
1: As <laughs> I was say, I would be saving a whole lot of money.
2: <laughs> I, know, I went to school in Lubbock. So you're staying at the Overton every night if you're trying to get more than the dorm <laughs> but,
0: Well, and one strategy that we're seeing, and Spencer mentioned it, is uh, a lot of parents nowadays are just opening up joint accounts or investment accounts in the parent's name. And that gives the parent flexibility. They could use it for college. They could use it for retirement. They could use it for a second home purchase. And so we're seeing some parents do that to keep it in their name just in case their child doesn't go to school. Or or it just gives them a lot more flexibility. Uh, It's not a true college account, but... They could set aside money for college, and that gives them a lot more flexibility than a five twenty nine or a UTMA. With that, um, are you able to like when you're
2: paying for your child's tuition? Are you still able to use the gift exclusion? Um,
0: if, if, the you it, them, if you gave it, if you gave it to the child, like. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah. in that case, no, no, because you're you're paying tuition directly to the school, so you're not giving it to the child uh, so yeah, who pays sense. tuition. Yeah. Now, if you were giving it to the, the child, child and said, or... "Go pay tuition," if they do, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, for, in most cases, the parent is directly paying the the university or the college. That's but
1: that's not tax deferred like a lot of these accounts, Craig. No, that's t- completely taxable. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So that would be a downside of doing that. Yeah. Money's oh liquid, downside.
2: money's controllable freedom, but yeah, you do have no really tax advantage when it comes to that.
0: Well, there's pros and cons to to all of them, like oh, yeah. right. pro and con to 529, pro and con to UTMA, pro and con to just a regular investment account and just whatever's important to that family.
1: Right. Um, so I have a question that I've been kind of thinking about with all this research. What happens if you don't have a prepaid tuition but you save all this money and it ends up not being enough to cover the college expenses um is there a sure way to have enough in the account for the college expenses or a way to not have way too much or like how do you predict that
0: you don't. <laughs> uh, you, you you save for what you think the tuition is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then depending on how well your investments do, depending on how much money you save, that's going to give you either too much, not enough, or, or right on the amount. And um, when Hannah was born, I had a spreadsheet with I don't know how many colleges. And, and that changed constantly. Uh, and we were shooting for a target. Uh, thankfully, it worked out. But you really won't know until after the fact. So right. it depends on the school. Depends on how much you save. Depends on how well your investments do. Um, and just at that point, gotta hope for the best. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Um,
1: what about if
0: the uh,
1: what if the account ends up being uh, you have extra money in there, like the 529, or you yeah. get taxed heavily, you mm-hmm. have extra money in there and you've paid the full college tuition. Do mm-hmm. um, you just have to bite the bullet and pull it out and get taxed <laughs> heavily?
2: No, so there's a couple options you can do. Uh, if your child decides to go to graduate school, you can use that for that expense as well. If you want to roll it to another child, or to a grandchild, you mm. can roll that excess money and start saving pretty early for that as well. Um, and then, yeah, the the last option is to. I mean, you could even use it on yourself. Honestly, if you want to go back to school and just take a couple classes, you could use it for that. Um, but if not, you'd have to take it out with that ten percent tax. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of those kind of the options that are available if you have excess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, t- on the gain. So yeah. On um, the gain an income on the gain and and that 10% penalty on the gain. And that um, – but it didn't have to come out to their are 30. And yeah. Like Spencer said, there are, are a lot of options, especially if you are a family with a lot of kids. You can just keep moving that money around uh, from child to child and even grandchild. So yeah. you can just keep kicking that down. And the 529 plan is turning out to be a pretty good estate planning tool for, mm-hmm. for people with a lot of money because they could – make that maximum contribution to a 529 plan, lower their estate and just keep moving that money around to child, uh, uh, to their children or grandchildren.
1: Yeah, that sounds wise. Um, what about
0: the whole process
1: of opening one? How would somebody go to create a college savings account?
2: Yeah, no, they're, they're extremely seamless and extremely easy. You can just There's a lot of 529 plan, do a quick Google search. Texas has their own website. You download a form, you submit it, and then you pretty much open it up same day, next day. So it's it's one of the more seamless processes that they have.
0: And you want to make sure like if you're in a state that has a state income tax, you want to use a plan from that state because you'll be able to get tax benefits. Gotcha. Uh, So, you know, if you live in California, you would wanna open up a California 529 plan. In Texas, it doesn't matter because we don't have a state income tax. We don't get a tax benefit from a 529 plan for our income taxes. But if you live in a state that has a state income tax, you want to first look at a plan from that state so you can get some uh, tax benefits from your income taxes.
1: Gotcha. So with all that being said, do y'all have a college savings Plan that y'all would recommend? One that y'all would personally use? I know you said that you had one that you used, but Spencer, after all your research, is there one that stuck out to you as the best?
2: No, because I'm not having kids for another thing. So <laughs> I'm,
1: not,
0: I'm not super worried about it. <laughs> well, uh, most mutual fund companies offer 529 plans, Vanguard, uh, TD Ameritrade, um, American Funds. Uh, there are quite a few of them and it just depends on that preference for the person. But, uh, the Vanguard one is very popular just cause it's low cost. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gotcha. Um, and could you
1: open up more than one account for the same beneficiary?
2: Yeah, you can, but you just got to make sure you don't go past the contribution limits. Um, especially for the ESA, it's a little bit more, um, restricted it's only two thousand dollars um per year and so you just got to make sure you don't go over that but yeah it's similar to an ira and a a roth which you can invest in both but you just got to make sure you're not in those contribution limits gotcha
1: okay my last question uh what would you recommend for some maybe a student that didn't have a college savings plan set up for them what's the best way to pay off their student debt
2: Yeah, that's me. Um, So, (laughs) there's there's kind of two different philosophies and we are actually in a very kind of unique situation when it comes to student loans because um, the president keeps delaying interest on that. So, that's just sitting there without growing on the interest. You're not losing any money on that. But I would recommend either two philosophies. You can do how much you want to pay per month. Budget that into your uh, budget, and then just continue to pay what you can pay, right? So if that's right. five hundred dollars, it's a thousand dollars. Like, what what can you work with your living situation? Plug that in, and just be very, very consistent and very, very responsible. Um, mm. We always recommend saving and um, getting all your um, this indiscretionary funding or indiscretionary spending first. Mm and then making sure uh, you spend whatever you need to spend later. So making sure you're paying off debt, your first paycheck rather than your second is important. Um, and then the second philosophy I'd say is if you want to do like timetable, like I want to have my debt paid in, in 10 years, uh, quick present value, future value, uh, payment formula will get you that, what you need to spend. Right. Um, and then just honestly, it's, it's all about being due diligent and being responsible and just putting your head down and, and getting after it. But what I would recommend and what I've been told and what I've experienced with my friends are, are those that have completely um, limited their their 20s because all they were doing was focusing on student debt so they didn't go out and enjoy life, they didn't do, hmm. didn't spend any money. Huh. They are they are highly regretful because mm-hmm. the interests are low. Um, and they, they have a lot of leeway and they'll work with you. And so what I would recommend is is finding what's comfortable with, for you, but don't ruin your life trying to pay back your student loans. Um, that's just, that's not what you went to school for. That's not what you got a job for. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I'd say kind of those philosophies is, is how I'm doing it. Um, I actually like the timetable one. So I, I calculated my monthly payments and and just stay <laughs> Stay
1: uh, um, consistent, and you'll be good to go. That's good. That's uh, that's real wise. I'll I'll definitely use that for when I'm in that bubble in <laughs> two years.
0: Well, I want to add to that. You know, a lot of people feel entitled to go to a big name school, yeah. big private school with big tuition. I always said the smaller the school and the nicer the landscaping, the more expensive the tuition is. And, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for a lot of people, if they haven't saved money spending two years at a community college mm-hmm. and then going to a public university, uh, people can save a lot of money That's as cool. opposed to going to a private school uh, like Baylor or Harvard or Occidental or some uh, private school right because especially if you don't know what you want to do in life you know it's a very expensive w- way to find out right but a lot of people are challenged for whatever reason they don't want to go to a community college but it they're awesome they can save a lot of money and they could transfer into most schools because now they they're coming in as a junior, not as a freshman, and there might be more opportunities for them that they didn't have coming out of high school. So, I if you're out there listening, um, <laughs> I would encourage you know looking at that community yeah. college public school route. You could save a lot of money. Yeah, especially my
2: first year at uh, I went to Texas Tech was four times as expensive as the rest of the years because I had to stay on the dorm. Mm -hmm. And most public and private universities as freshmen, you have to stay in your dorm room. And your dorm room, as we talked about, is infinitely more expensive than an apartment or a house anywhere close to campus. (laughs) It's just because you have to stay there your freshman year that every single person's cost is gonna be like four times what it would normally be. So the community college is a good route. Mm -hmm. Get your two years underneath you, be able to live somewhere close to the area and a lot more cost effectively
1: yeah i think that's definitely wise if i wasn't playing football and i wasn't at a private very expensive school i'd be <laughs> saving an incredible <laughs> amount of money uh, especially because we have to be on campus for three years yeah wow
0: well, and
1: they on campus prices are very high but that's that's good stuff uh i definitely learned a lot i appreciate you all
0: yeah thank yeah, absolutely. you yeah um, awesome invitation. Well, hey! Happy Fourth of July! Too. I know. Happy Fourth of July! Watch some fireworks. Yeah, yep. be safe.
2: Thanks for joining us this week. Make sure to visit our website parrotwealth.com, where you can learn more about everything we have to offer at Parrot Wealth Management. That's our view from the perch. See y'all next week.